As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with the code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel location, anytime up to 30% off. So here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Yokohama tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. All right. All right. All right. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Here's In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Wow. It's in the bonus. John Ramos is still here. And Jason Stewart can't actually leave, so we'll give you an hour of content uncensored. We got stuff we can do here. You can do it as well. So we got what the Fox says. Oh, good what the Fox says. We have a, you're annoying. And I think we have another, uh, another because we can uh, segment as well. Plus my pick of the day, my list of the day. My pick of the day last night was, if you followed us, I was like, Rockets will win and cover against the visiting Utah Jazz for 3-0. and Ramos, did you happen to do a little squad? I know you didn't watch Jazz Rockets, nor would I sentence you to doing so. But <laughs> did you notice that the Rockets won and covered last night? Uh, I did not, but if you said they did, then I believe you. It's the no, you don't have to believe me. It actually factually happened. Okay. This isn't a feelings. This is an actual <laughs> fact that that, that, that 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 took place. Also, what happened was 
Uh, the Bears' defense was outstanding. They beat the Patriots 33-14. Um, the, the, despite the fact that they had not one but two quarterbacks, uh, like Zappy comes in, throws a couple touchdowns, looks like he's leading them on a comeback. I think the bigger story is New England has a quarterback problem. Right? Isn't that amazing? It, it's, it, it's one of those when you, and New, England, New England's had this with kickers as well, right? They went from, from one likely Hall of Fame kicker to another likely Hall of Fame kicker, right? So when they have a kicking issue, and they had a kicking issue in that Super Bowl against Philadelphia, for example, they had one. You want to lean to your buddy and go, hey, Patriots just like the rest of us, huh? And now the Patriots are just like the rest of us in terms of searching for their next quarterback. What's what's the old what's the biblical adage? Never uh, something false prophets don't worship false prophets, right? We have a tendency to do so. I I don't know what's going on at quarterback. Right? Last year you draft a guy a a, a player who you feel like um, is way ahead in terms of his ability to process, get rid of the football. He just lacks some of the top-end talent of the elite guys, either athletically, you know, Mac Jones can do it, or throwing the ball deep down the field. But get rid of the football quick, being safe, being smart, being solid. And the Patriots went to the Super Bowl last year. Now, sophomore year or second year, I tell people this all the time, and I don't know, I don't think, Jason Stewart, you've heard this rant. Um, You have a son who's, is he 18 no, he's uh, 25. He's 18. 25. I missed it by that much. Right? So he's 25 years old. Okay? So you have a 25-year-old son. So I don't know if you can remember back to when he was two or three. But Ramos, you and I have talked about this. Most people in the rest of the world who don't have kids, if you said, what's the toughest age to raise a child? They would say two. Why would they say two? Twos have that nickname. Terrible twos. It's really easy. Oh, Two years old, terrible twos. How's that? You know, and they do things. They do shit when they're two, right? Where they're just like, no. They learn the word now, now. Like, hey, can you pick that up for me now? They they don't want to hold your hand in crosswalks. You know, they're doing all the. They finally get a little bit of taste of what big big kids are like. You know. They're somewhere in between the pull-ups, diapers, and underwear sort of thing or whatever. They're getting by. But they're, you know, they walk, they talk, they look like a human being. But they're really not. They're a demonic creature that we call a child, right? It's two and three-year-olds. We're all like, man, terrible twos. And if somebody says, oh, I got a two-year-old, oh, boy, don't worry, it gets better. Right? It does get a lot better. But then I start to think in my mind, hold on. I've raised three kids past the age of two and three, and three years old is actually harder. And you're like, wait, wait, what? Because when they're three years old, when they're three years old, they sleep in a big boy or big girl bed, and though they love it and you love that you're not putting them in a crib, you don't feel like they're a caged animal anymore. The fact is that a big boy or big girl bed, you can get in and out of. Right, like you, when they're babies, they're literally just put them in the like they can they just cry it out and they fall asleep and you're like, man, this is great. They wore themselves out and they fell asleep. 
when they're two or three and they don't like and they're three and they're they're in a big boy big girl but they don't like something guess what they do you know mommy daddy right I got a great uh, four-year-old story for you as well in a second. But the point is that when they're three, they're out of diapers, mostly out of pull-ups, I hope. Hey, may, they might be in some sort of school. It's a lot like your second year in the NFL where they you give them more of the playbook. You give them more freedom. A three-year-old, you give way more freedom than two. Three years old, they're almost, they're, should be, they're usually done with their afternoon nap, right? No more napping. Which sounds like a great thing because they go down easier and sometimes earlier at night. Like, man, they're so exhausted. Like, you can throw them in there at 7.30 and 7.45, they'll be out cold and they'll sleep the next morning. But that, that time between when they usually had their nap and when they go to sleep, what do they call that? The witching hour, right? Like, you're trying to give them a bath. It's a disaster. You try and feed them. There's food everywhere. I, it's a three years old. They can, they can say more, but they can say more. They can understand more, but they think they can understand everything. You give them more opportunities, chances, things to be kind of bigger, whatever, and they're going to make bigger mistakes. The same is true at quarterback. If you say, I got a rookie quarterback, it was like, oh, man, you got a rookie quarterback. Don't worry about it. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to live. You're gonna, right? But rookie quarterbacks, we protect. You only give them half the playbook. A lot of these quarterbacks, you just tell them, hey, if you don't have it, just run it. You know, you give them one half of the field, one read, you don't like it, throw it away, or, or eat it, or, or run for it. You're very simple. They come back the next year, they think they're in control, they think they're in command, they think it's their team. Give me the whole playbook. You give them way, way, way more opportunities, way more uh, to take care of. And with it, they're going to make bigger mistakes. It's harder to have a second-year quarterback than his first-year quarterback. It's harder to raise a three-year-old than a two-year-old. This is true. Uh, before I get to the boys and ask them their opinion, uh, I'll just I'll tell you this much. This is my favorite story from my kids when they were little. So um, my daughters are now 16 and their birthday is in April. So they're a little young for their for their grade. Uh, their birthday is in April and they were in preschool. And they were in this little preschool and the rooms were the twos, the threes, the fours. And I think the fives, maybe that was TK, you know, whatever. And so, you know, they, they love their preschool. I mean, who, who doesn't love your preschool? Like, what do you actually do, right? You go play with crap and other kids, and then the preschool teachers are usually super, super nice because they don't have to do all the stuff the parents have to do, right? Like, they love their preschool. Bye-bye, bye-bye. So happy. So they turn four years old in April, so it's close to the end of the year. And in comes Harper springing around. It's a birthday. She's doing a birthday dance. You know, little girls wearing little girl uh, nightgowns, right? Probably with something with a princess on it. Maybe Ariel. I'm not sure. And then in comes Grace. And my daughter Grace, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, now she's like a rocker. She does the makeup. She's, she, she straightened her curly hair, tries to look like Farrah Fawcett. But when she was four, I mean, she could not have looked more like some iconic look like Annie with the curly hair. And so she'd come in and she's holding her blanket and she's bawling, crying. And I was like, what is wrong? Grace, it's your birthday. Like, this is the greatest day ever. Everybody says you got presents, you got whatever. I don't want to go to the fours room. Like, she thought that she had to leave her class of three-year-olds because she turned four and she was out and had to go to some other class. Anyway, that's the thinking of a three and a four-year-old. 
she was fine afterwards. But what do you think, Jay Stu, of my um, hypotheses over the second-year quarterback harder than the first-year quarterback, much like the three-year-old harder race than the two-year-old? It's interesting um, because um, my entire theory on terrible twos is that it's uh, completely overblown, uh, overrated, because our society has this weird thing about alliteration, that if you add alliteration to something, it just sticks in our minds. I, I, I told you my theory when we talked about the Dodger dog. The Dodger dog is a freaking hot dog, but because it's alliteration, for some reason, it's held in higher regard because of the Dodger dog, right? Terrible twos. I don't think three-year-olds are any less or more terrible than two-year-olds, um, or eighteen-month-olds, but there was no like, there was no cute way to phrase eighteen-month-old. Like you know the uh, the uh, I don't know elite eighteen-year-old. I don't even know what you do there. But anyways, that's a side note to your terrible twos analogy. I think there's some credence to it. Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. I think we could. Uh, that's something that I haven't heard. As people have been trying to figure out what's going on with the Patriots and the NFL all morning long on debate shows, that's a <clears throat> that is a unique perspective. So, well done. Um, okay, Ramos, you approve as well. Razor of uh, young kids as well as older <laughs> I, kids now. Yeah, I've noticed that uh, Jonah, who's uh, my three year old now, uh, seems to be getting. Um, he definitely did the terrible twos, but now he seems to be getting more of the like. The three is is definitely not as bad as the two, but it's up there. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's not like it's getting any better. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. But I, I agree with what you're saying, though, about the quarterbacks part of it. Uh, so, look, Mac Jones, I, I don't know what, what happens there. I don't know if Blake Zappi is the guy or if the two interceptions in the second half are a sign of people figuring out Blake Zappi. I do know that he struggled, right? He came back in better shape. He came back supposedly more in command. But they, they tried to change the offense, and it was a mess, and he always outwardly supported it in terms of their ability to run the football. And last night was a disaster on, 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 on all levels. Yes, John Ramos. So remember back in the old day, back in the day when Tom Brady was there with the Patriots and you had the backups were Jacoby Brissett and they were Jimmy Garoppolo. And the story was that Brady didn't want these guys around, right? That we need to get rid of these guys. That was Belichick's theory of, hey, this is these are the guys next in line once Brady is done. So they get rid of them. Now, in the pr- process that you just talked about, we look back and that... That did Tom Brady hurt really, really hurt the the Patriots? It seemed like Belichick had an idea of like the. I mean, Garoppolo and Brissett really could still be with the team and be their main main quarterbacks, couldn't they? Right now, if the, if everything kind of went to his plan. Uh, well, his plan was earlier. It, it wouldn't have it, Tom Brady. They would have moved moved off Tom Brady earlier. So, you know, we we did we got to a place where. Brady supposedly went to Kraft and said, me or Garoppolo. And had they turned it over to Garoppolo, we don't know what would have happened to Brady at that point. Maybe Brady gets traded to 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 San Francisco. I don't think anybody got rid of Tom Brady. You know, do I think they could have moved mountains to keep him? Of course they could have moved moved mountains to keep him. 
Uh, but that would have been the anti-Patriot way. And rem- if you remember, like, he- here's my issue with how we talk about Brady's departure from New England, much like we talk about so many other house stories. And we look back five years later and we forget all of the context, all the granular details. Right? First of all, they were in cap hell. Now, Brady for years had taken less money. You know, and extended his deal and kicked it down, kicked the tax down the curb and whatever, and, and found a way to work it out. But uh, this would have been harder to do so. Their defense was old; they were capped out. Remember, they still had you know Gronk's retirement and other issues to kind of work through. Um, and their de- their defense had to be completely revamped. So we go to the COVID year, and Brady, of course, we're going into COVID, and Brady leaves. He was a free agent. He left. Okay. And when he left, they had eight players opt out, which really helped them. But it also was a sign of where they were as a team. They had just incredible salary cap difficulties. So I, I don't know what it would have looked like had Belichick's initial plan. Would they have gone to and won those last couple of Super Bowls? I don't know with Jimmy Garoppolo and maybe a better team. I, I don't know. But I, I I would I'd only push back on the if Brady wanted to stay, they would have absolutely kept him and just kept plugging and doing their thing. Brady wanted to leave, and this is what happens when you leave. You go to a new organization, you also in some level age, but the organization you leave behind is and that was my point of the opening rant, which is now we're just like everybody else. Everybody else was a star quarterback. It the Aaron Rodgers succeeding Brett Favre is incredibly rare. What's more likely is what happened in Buffalo after Jim Kelly. What's more likely is what happened in Miami after uh, after Dan Marino. You know, Steve Young replacing Joe Montana is incredible. Okay, and then they went to Jeff Garcia, and they struggled for a couple years, and then Alex Smith struggled for a while, and then by year six or year seven, he was they were loaded up and they were good. So, the the the, the point is that. You know, obviously, this is what Belichick was trying to avoid, which is these periods where you're searching for a quarterback. He had one in the hopper. He had a good team. He felt like he could hand it off to Garoppolo, and they would have been really, really good, really competitive. And the owner told him not to do so. They stuck by Tom Brady, had incredible success, but they ended up losing not one, but both of the quarterbacks, essentially. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. All right, let's get to what the Fox said. And now. <laughs> what does the Fox say? One of my favorite things to do really is because, um, you know, when you when you work at a a place that has excellent radio shows, you have unique thoughts from people like this one. This is Colin Cowherd talking about Steve Sarkeesian um, not, and his team not seeing the eyes of Texas after the game on Saturday. You got to make sure dad likes you. You got to pretend you like hanging out with the boosters. You got to sing the college song. That's why a lot of guys just want to go coach pro football or be a coordinator. Many of the top college coaches are faking they can actually coach. Jimbo Fisher's a recruiter. That's pretty much it. Sark, in this moment, needed to fake it. Buy into that stuff. I deeply care. Because in college football, you got to make the local fans and the boosters and the region believe, hey, he's one of us. And so Brian Kelly gets ripped by Northerners and ripped by people. But in the end, down there, he's buying in. Hey, I'm here, and I'm here for years, and I'm buying in, and I love Louisiana, and they're okay with it. And when you lose, well, Sark lost. It gets magnified. You know who's uh, no longer cringy and no longer anybody cares about it? Brian Kelly. He's winning. He's tied with Alabama. So when you take that college football job, just realize, and I'm very thankful as a Pac-12 guy, we don't have a lot of this stuff. But when you take some of these jobs, many of them, you know, they're Texas. It's in the South. You got you to gotta sing that fight song. 
And you got to kind of pander to the boosters and the local car salesmen, and it's tedious. But it is part of the sport. If Sark would have won, he would not have had to probably address it with the urgency and the hand motions, and I'm sorry, and I apologize. This is Steve Sarkeesian apologizing for his team not remaining on the field after losing a heartbreaking loss to Oklahoma State. I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. I I made a mistake at the end of the game and not seeing in the eyes of Texas when the game was done. That was not anything intentional. That was not anything that had to do with our players. I think our players just followed me up the ramp into the locker room, obviously upset by the way the game ended and literally walked off the field. So I apologize to everybody for that. That'll never happen again. But again, it was not intentional. It was not uh, premeditated by any means. That was just a mistake on my part. Nothing to do with the players. They had followed my lead on that. So uh, that won't happen again. Okay, so here's what Colin, I don't know if he doesn't know or if he's uh, avoiding, okay? The eyes of Texas is a hot-button topic in Austin and in Longhorn Nation. First of all, like, I hate the nation thing, right? Everybody's got it, and everybody does have a nation. There is a Red Sox nation. That's because every Red Sox game you go to, there will be Red Sox fans all gathered around, and many times they outnumber your fans, Hey, that's a real thing. But you can't do the nation thing if there's not a nation. Texas is a gigantic school with a gigantic following. I give them a semi-pass, but I just hate the fact that everybody has to have a nation. All right, that being said, okay, let's get to the the eyes of Texas. Okay, the eyes of Texas is, and I always thought it was, I've been working on the railroad, right? The eyes of Texas are upon you. Oh, right? So that that's how it that's that's how their fight song goes. Okay, so it's become a hot-button topic because it was written during a time of slavery, and so it's seen as a, as a like, or it's like, it's set to, I've been working on the railroad, which, you know, Georgia has gotten into too, where it's a, a song that could be, you know, it was at a time of racial discrimination and and even uh, I don't even know if it was back to slave times or whatever. Whereas I, I and I look I I'll tell you where I sit on it. Like I just think that if we can't eliminate all of this history, if you study actual world history along with American history, you know that while we weren't perfect when we were launched as a country, we have slowly and progressed to getting better. Maybe not to perfection, but we were freer than most other places, and we became freer and freer and freer and the freest. That's and oh, and we are the bastion of democracy. That's how we're supposed to be. So you can sit back and go, this person had slaves and this person did this and this person did that. But you also are lacking the context because you're looking at yesterday through the lens of today, not looking at yesterday through an appropriate lens. In comparison to other countries where other people came from, this was actually a freer place and one that ultimately lived up, has lived up to the idea that that uh, all men and women are created equal. And we're still pushing for that. So I just, I don't, we can't eliminate things that are created during this time. This is a, the, the fight song. The idea of it is you represent the entire state of Texas. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Everything you do represents the entire state, which has a ton of pride, right? How do you know if somebody's from Texas? They'll tell you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'll tell you within two sentences, they'll tell you, right? So, 
Um, and I actually agree with that. I agree with the idea of you are the University of Texas. You have to hold yourself to a higher standard than others. Um, and so Sark, when he got there, inherited this kind of political mess from the, you know, from the time in which everybody suddenly got woke and start, started thinking that these sorts of fight songs and hymns or whatever are, uh, are you know, you know, somehow embody slavery or racial discrimination, which is in no way the intent, I don't believe, by anyone's estimation. So what Colin is walking into is he's talking about, well, you got to do this, you got to do that because it's the Texas, whatever. Like, yes, you do. But you have to do that with any job. Right in the NFL, you have to now you have to do in-game interviews. Why do you do interviewing? Because that's part of the job. Why do you have to do a Tuesday press conference? Because that's part of the job. And don't don't get me wrong, there are tedious parts to the college job. Right, you have you have to a lot of times after the game, you'll see coaches go over and shake hands with the president. Then they have the athletic director. Sometimes there's boosters. Right. Then you also have to deal with parents. My takeaway is this. Okay, one. Okay, you have to understand where you work, who you work for, what's important to those people. Sark, I have no reason to doubt he's he wasn't pissed. That was a crazy game, a crazy long game. They lose, play poorly, get picked off at the end of a game. It's four and a half hours, and your mindset as a coach oftentimes is, let's just get the hell off the field, get in the shower, and get the hell home, right? And then you get somebody grabs you and is like, hey, coach, I said Texas. Or people, because you're the head coach, they're scared you're going to snap their head off. They don't say anything, but they all follow your lead. But but I also think that the the lesson, and this is a hard one. It's a hard one for us when you're a coach, when you're a player, whatever. Is when you win, when you lose, you got to you got to get your balance when you're walking off the field. You got to understand. Sometimes after you lose, you still got to say hi to a kid, you know, who came drove a long way to see you, a family member, a uh, uh, an alum, or whatever. It's all kind of part of the deal. This all works that way. And you could sit here and go, like, man, why do you have to mention the eyes of Texas? Well, here's the deal: at Texas, walk-on football players get fifty thousand dollars, fifty grand. Okay, uh, Bijan Robinson, their star running back, drives a Lamborghini. He really does. Tries a Lamborghini. He is him free, superstar. Um, and of course, the quarterback, Nathan Ewers, he got he wanted to get paid when he was in high school, went to Ohio State to get paid, never played, came back. Now he's in Texas, getting hundreds of thousands of dollars. So look, all we're asking is that you purport yourself like a gentleman, you play your ass off. Obviously, they want you to win. And when you're done, come over to the sideline, to the band that traveled all that way, to your fans that traveled all that way, and you hold up your longhorn, and you sing the eyes of Texas. And if you don't sing, you stand there at attention, and then you get off the field. We're not asking that much. All right, let's... uh... I got I got more what the fox said, which is which is which is pretty good for you. But that's why it wasn't important just because college things are important. It's important because the eyes of Texas has become a hot button topic, and I'm sure Sark didn't want his players catching the heat of oh the players didn't want to sing eyes of Texas, which was which several in the past had had said. Here's Dan Patrick talking about Justin Fields in his draft class. This is why I don't gamble. If I would have said to you, you know, the Patriots are going to lose big at home, and the Bears are going to score points, and they're going to go over. 
The over-under is going to be over and the Bears winning. You run for 243 yards. And Justin Fields, I don't know if, if, if it's fair to try to assess how good he is. And, and it's difficult to do this when you have these quarterbacks taken in the top 10. They go to bad teams. And I, I still don't know how good Trevor Lawrence is. Uh, Davis Mills might be the best quarterback right now out of this uh, draft. If you look at the numbers, I don't know about Zach Wilson. I've watched. There are times when I go, uh, he's got a couple of guys who can bail him out. But for the most part, Justin Fields, I don't know if he sees himself as a Lamar Jackson type. And he might, because it feels like he's a, a you know a more dangerous runner than he is a passer right now. But in fairness to him, they do have a running attack. They don't have a lot of weapons there as far as passing. But if you're in New England and you're at home and you don't beat the Bears, I don't care who's – Steve Grogan might be 75 years of age and he could probably have guided the team to a victory there. Yeah, I mean, like, look, I think this is one of those deals. Uh, Belichick's teams have struggled with athletic quarterbacks in the past. Um, and it can be really hard. Now, they already played Lamar Jackson, so it wasn't like they weren't ready on some level for a guy that can run, as Lamar Jackson's a better runner than Justin Fields is. Fields is different. Fields is more of a powerful, uh, fast runner than he is as elusive and quick as Lamar. But both are just freaky level athletes that good luck kind of bringing down sort of thing. Um, but that's the problem with 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 those types of quarterbacks where, you know, you have a short week to prepare and it's a very different style and those guys get loose on you and it can snowball on you. Um, I don't think any of that changes Justin Fields still being very much a question mark in terms of the long-term plans of the Bears. And I don't think that changes a ton in terms of how I look at the Bears this year. But there have been plenty of these games where a guy just runs and makes plays. The problem with that style is it can, it feels like it can be remedied easier than a guy that can just throw it all over you. I know, yeah, by the way, you have a chance, tendency to get hit, tendency to get hurt. And that's what the Fox said. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Traveling to watch college hoops during this year's tournament? You have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each hotel has a unique look inspired by the local team and its traditions. 
And as a sports fan, you'll really get Graduate Hotels and all their cool, specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores. They're in the hometown of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate has over 30 hotels, coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So odds are there's one where you're going, especially for big games and the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate's locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book... Get up to 30% off of your stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stays at graduatehotels.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know. What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. It's time for the list of the day. I'm on the list. Oh, snap. Why didn't you say so? All right. Hard to tell uh, once you get to kind of the middle to the end of the top 10 of the NFL top 10 because so many teams uh, look the same and, you know, not all schedules are the same. But here we go with our top 10 NFL teams as of as of today. Number 10. New York Jets. Uh, Obviously. Uh, when you get Zach Wilson back, it gives them a little bit of something to spark. The defense is is playing really good. Um, and they're starting to put some wins together, the Jets, at 10. Number nine. G-Man! Again, don't know how good they are. Some of it is the division they're crossing over against. Also, not great. But the Giants do have, they continue to win games, find a way to win games, stop people, pressure people, defense is outstanding, and run the football, and Danny Dimes has seen a ton of improvement. Number eight. Tennessee Titans. Like the Titans, their failures were early in the year. They seem to be putting it together. Granted, they played the Colts twice already. That's two two dubs. Um, but, uh, you know, some of it's confirmation bias. They had to learn to play without A.J. Brown. They had to learn to kind of reconfigure themselves. They've gotten their st- they've gotten stability, and they're back in the top ten. Number seven. Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, they have Joe Burrow and a ton of talent, and you don't. That That's really where it is. Uh, even the games they lost, they've been in when he hasn't played well because he figures out a way to keep them close. Number six. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, good record, gaudy record. We thought that that Packers win was a signature win. Now we think the Packers might not be that good, but the the Vikings are still good. 
Um, do I trust Kirk Cousins in a huge spot? No. Do I, I trust him to win most games? Absolutely. He's good. The, the talent around him is outstanding. The defense is is not as good as it 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 previously was under Zimmer. It's decent, but the offense, boy, you got just weapons galore. Number five, Baltimore. Um, they're a hard one. Now they've they've led every game they've played in by double digits. So they haven't finished. Lamar hasn't been as good in the second half, and. He's, you know, all these people trying to convince me that LeVar's some great thrower. I showed you last week. He's a great player who's, for how good a runner he is, he's a very good thrower. In comparison to the best throwers, he's not. Doesn't stop his effectiveness. Uh, It does have some limitations once they get to the playoffs. Number three. Cowboys. Cowboys. Maybe this is overrating them. I think think they have the best player in the sport, Micah Parsons. Dak is absolutely an upgrade. Um, And though they continue to sustain some injuries... They have a lot of talent. They're starting to get a little healthier at wide receiver. Number two. Eagles, like the Giants, soft schedule. Um, but they've been really good, especially in that second quarter. Unbel- their second quarter is like the Warriors' third quarter. Number one. No, we got number two. I got, was That was number three, wasn't it? Wasn't the Eagles number three? This is number two. Number two. There we go. Chiefs. Chiefs are number two. Um I mean, look, they just went in and kicked the crap out of the Niners. Right? Kicked the crap out of the Niners. Uh, they figure out a way to come from behind, unlike so many teams. And, yeah, they lost to the Bills in a close game, which gives us number one. Number one. Buffalo Bills. Bills are the best team. Yes, they have a loss in the season. Yes, it was the Miami Dolphins, and I don't have the Dolphins on the list. Just missing the list are the Seahawks and the Dolphins. Um, but if you watch that game, you know they... I think the McKinley steps out of bounds. They got a chance to kick a field goal and win the game. Uh, but the Bills otherwise have been outstanding. Look at the road wins in Kansas City, in L.A. against the Rams. That's a very good football club who has been dealing with a lack of health in their defensive backfield. All right, let's get to, um, I think I think this is Jason Stewart's favorite part of the show. It's called Your Annoying. And now... It's your annoying. I, I actually have some some different things I can throw to for your annoying. I had the most annoying morning in the history of mornings, Chase too. Um my AT&T bill uh is on auto pay, but I auto pay it from a credit card. So my credit card company switched me out with a new credit card. And because I was traveling, you know, when you have a charge from a different state, the security thing will send you a text or whatever. It's so sometimes things, charges don't go through when they do, when they're a certain amount or if they're from a different area. So my credit card wasn't, uh, apparently because the number was switched, it didn't auto pay. And I was getting emails to an old email address, like warning me they were going to shut down or turn off my phone. My phone's connected to my kids' phones. And suddenly, like at 8 o'clock West Coast, 11 o'clock East Coast, my phone stopped working. And on my, it, I couldn't tell because on my computer, it's even though you can text, you can do so to other people's phones. Anyway, all of a sudden, everybody that I know that, that's on my cloud, my kids, and my, are, their phones shut off. So I get emails from them and you know, you're trying to get it through to AT&T. They try and pay your bill, but they're using a credit card, which is going to be declined because it's out of the area. Then I'd went in through my debit, but it's such a high amount. It's like a thousand dollars because several months not paid. And 
you know, you have to approve it, but by you approve it, it's already been declined, blah, blah, blah. I went through three hours without a live phone trying to get my phone. And between the credit card company, the phone company, and uh, generally life, I was severely annoyed. So your your uh, nominees are going to have to be more annoying than both my phone company and my credit card holder. Yeah, and and I think also this is a great story to uh, reinforce. I think what you've already admitted: um, your organizational skills. Um, you're sometime lacking in communication skills, your need for an assistant, um, that would have been all very helpful. Uh, it doesn't, it wouldn't have, honestly, situation. it wouldn't have mattered. I had people helping me. This has nothing to do oh. with organizational skills. <laughs> this has nothing to do it with It seems like an skills. assistant would have, would have been able to catch this at the at No, the because front. assistants don't know passwords for things. Honestly, here's my biggest issue. Okay, this is, you want to know my biggest issue? Here it is. Okay. My... Oh, I have two email addresses I've used. One I've used for, I don't know, 20 years, right? And it's, it's uh, in order to get into it, to I don't know the password to it because it just was always on my old device. Like I'd forgotten the password. So to update your password, you have to enter two security questions. And one of the security questions is, what was the make and model of your first car? I know the make and model of my first car. I, I answered it. I've answered it accurately every single time. But for whatever reason, over the last year, it doesn't register as such. And there's no way to get through to people because that email account, whatever, doesn't work anymore. So that has nothing to do. No one else on earth can answer that question accurately. And yet I answered accurately and it still doesn't work. You know, then they ask you, like, they got pin numbers like, dude, do you know how many things I have pins for? You know, do you have any things that have pins for? All right, what are your what are your your annoying? <laughs> um, okay, so Dan Orlovsky, um, former friend quarterback, yeah, ESPN yeah. commentator. Well, if he's a friend of yours, then he he sent out a tweet uh, recently that's directly in your face. Like the same day that you did your Halloween candy uh, yep. rankings, yep, and your number one pick was Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, he sent out the following tweet. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, most overrated candy ever. Most overgiven candy for Halloween. I mean, that's right in your face, Doug. It is. It's a, it's a clear war on Gottlieb. That's, that's what that is. Um, look, I think Orlovsky's an amazing talent. I don't know if he'll ever cop to it, but I've mentored him in his game calling because he's really, really good. But sometimes he shows off that he's a genius too much. Right, and that you can't show off too much. But I love Dan. He's an amazing talent. But his food takes and now his candy takes are as bad as his football breakdown is good. That's really what it kind of comes comes down to. Um, I don't know if that's annoying as much as that take is flaming, flaming hot, and it feels it it feels like a terrible ESPN first take, hot take sort of moment, right? To where he, you know. He was in a room full of people. He mentioned it to somebody, and somebody who's younger goes, "Yeah, that's. I agree. You should tweet that out." And he did. It is a hot take to end all hot takes. Yeah. So I guess, so his candy takes are annoying. You're annoying candy. He's takes. got food. He's got yeah. food takes which are which are odd as well. Yeah. 
Um, remember last week during this segment, I talked about Astros fans and how sensitive they are, and the the better they do in the playoffs, the more defensive Astro fans get. Well, Bob Costas said this on the broadcast Sunday night. This in no way excuses what the Astros did in 2017 and whatever might have surrounded that. They were sanctioned for it. Some people say the sanctions were not stiff enough, but at the very least, their championship in 2017 for many carries a mental asterisk, if not an official asterisk. God bless Bob Costas, by the way. I'm in lockstep with almost everything he says about baseball. And Astros fans have taken to him on Twitter. Uh, He was trending for the wrong reasons as they uh, complained about Bob's take, which none of what he said was untrue. None of what he said was untrue. What were the complaints? Um... This get off my lawn guy, get over it. That was that was five years ago. Uh, almost nobody on the team is still around. Uh, we, you know, everyone apologized. You know, it just it, it was it, a, a bunch of um, I don't know justification is what you would say about Astros fans. Um, go ahead, Ramos. You, before, uh, uh, go ahead. By the way, remember right now. Uh, Jason talked about they apologized, but do you remember the apology? They didn't apologize. It was horrible. I'll, I'll, they I'll were. Handle, I'll handle you, this here. Okay. Here, we're gonna do you remember? Two, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put two segments in one. This is called "You're Annoying," but can you play the open for uh, "Because We Can"? Why are we doing this? Why do I? Because we can. Here's the great thing about a podcast. I was given no boundaries. I was told, do whatever you want, have fun, talk about sports, and and create something new and fun. So here goes. Astros fans, shut the fuck up, you losers. You're a bunch of losers, and you're, you're manipulating history to make us think it didn't exist. You're no better than all these fuckers on TV who are trying to lie about things that happened in the past. This is stupid. They got caught cheating. And to Ramos's point, they never apologized. Not once. They didn't really heartfully, heartfelt apologize. The apologies felt short. The punishment felt short. And by the way, Bob Costas didn't say what he really meant was, hey, dude, you got caught cheating and you got to keep your trophies. And coach, a coach got, a manager got fired. A GM got fired. Nobody else got fired. Nobody else lost their job. Shut the fuck up. I'm so tired of people saying what things that are historically facts and then going like, yeah, you got to get over it or that's not really what happened. Yes, it did happen. If you want to say, hey, we were good enough in 2017, unfortunately, they were stealing signs and got caught, and now this helps prove the fact that we were good enough in 2017, we've been good the whole time. That's a different argument. Shouldn't have done what we did. They were caught. It's embarrassing, but it was a great baseball. Like, no one would argue that you don't have a great club. You had a great club. And also, here's another thing. You fucking tanked in, was it 2013 you tanked? Like, the big thing with the Astros is tanking works. All of this started because they were the worst team in the history of Earth for like two years. And then they got a bunch of young players. And then they were the ones that kind of started this trend of trying to sign their young players early before they became arbitration eligible. Like, the whole thing has worked. So this is not, I'm not somebody who sits there and goes like, well, they really stink and they cheated and that's the only reason they're good. No, they were good. That's the problem with, like, it's like the Barry Bonds thing. Like, you were great before, but you cheated, so we have no idea how good you were in your late 30s. None. 
We have no idea if you would have been able to win a World Series because you were cheating and stealing signs. And were you really, really good or were you the best team in the sport? And you hit all those home runs at home where you have a better vantage point and you know where the trash cans are and all that other stuff. It leads us to believe crazy things, right? So your answer should simply be, you know what? Costas is right. Because Costas didn't say what he really, he didn't go all the way in. He did what brilliant Bob Costas does, where he artfully uses language that I don't have the skill to use to essentially say, hey, look, they got caught cheating. Everyone knows that the punishment wasn't severe enough, but this does in many ways. They winning here in many ways helps alleviate a lot of that negativity. But otherwise, like we're all fucking tired of you people. You, you are the most annoying human beings on the face of the earth. Shit absolutely happens, and you're like, well, you know, it didn't. Everybody was doing it. All of these things that in the rest of your life you don't allow to happen, you allow to happen because it's your favorite team. What was that? What are you teaching anybody? You're an idiot. You're a fucking hypocrite. You're annoying as shit. Right? So do you tell your so your kid comes home and you go and and your kid gets caught cheating on a test and he goes, well, everybody was cheating on the test. I just got caught. Does that work? Of course, it doesn't work. You got caught cheating on the test. You get an F on the test. You might get kicked out of your school. Okay, so now use that with baseball. You get caught cheating. It was painfully obvious. Everybody knows it. Former Houston Astros said it, in fact, happened. There was no real heartfelt apology and no real punishment to the actual players involved. And now you'll get Houston Astro fans saying, everybody cheated. You're saying the same fucking thing that a kid said. You sound like a complete imbecile. You insult all of our intelligence. And you're annoying. We know you cheated. It's not, a, it's not like we're not breaking anything. We're not breaking any news. None of this is disputed. You just want us to act like it didn't happen and be okay with the fact that it happened. That it happened. Right? Like, it's just crazy. And you, you do it all in the spirit of one thing. It's my team, and they won, so I'm okay with it. Okay, so let's use that in every possible thing. This, this goes to all you idiots who think that the election was rigged. Okay? If you think the election was rigged, and you're an Astro fan, and there has to be, percentage-wise, some portion of it, the election wasn't actually rigged. There is actually proof that it wasn't rigged. But okay, if you want to believe that, fine. Then the other argument is, all right, what are you going to do? You, you, you're okay with the Astros cheating and winning. You should be okay with somebody cheating and winning the election. Oh, it's different. It's the election. I don't know. Somebody cheats cheats on a bid for a project, and you don't get it. And you're like mad. They go, hey, that's because it's not your company. You don't get the benefits. Sorry, tough shit. There's there's no place other else in life that 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 somebody cheats, somebody gets caught, a punishment is handed down that everyone knows it does not get to the level or to the actual people that are involved in it, and we're supposed to be good about it. And the people that are supporting the cheaters go like, you know what? You're too much. You're too much. I don't even want to hear the rest of the list. I don't want to mention Dan, Dan Orlovsky's level of annoyance pales in comparison to these assholes. Houston Astro fans, you are annoying! And you know why I can curse at you? Because we can. Too much? No. Um, I want to give a... Uh, to bleep a little bit. I want to give a preemptive you're annoying to uh, 
the one or a, a thousand people that are going to hit you on Instagram saying, keep your liberal takes out of sports. Liberal takes out You're of sports. You're a liberal. Liberal. And, and then last week you were racist for Lamar Jackson. So which one is it? That was two weeks ago. Uh, I don't, I, you, I'll just tell you where I am. I'm a radical centrist. I hate hypocrites, assholes, and liars. Um, I've done stupid things in my life. And when I do stupid things and make mistakes or hurt people, I try and give them heartfelt apologies. And I've suffered some, some, uh, uh, some repercussions for them. That's the way life works. You know, I don't think I've done anything which deserves a death sentence. Um, nor do I think that the Houston Astros deserve a death sentence. But just at one, at, at some time, Barry Bonds, Houston Astros, you know, like if somebody gets caught cheating on their SAT, they don't get to go to college. They lose that right. <laughs> it's, it's, you get caught cheating on an exam, th- these things happen. You get caught speeding and you pay a, a healthy fine, you know? Um, I, I think that's, it's, 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 Kind of written as law, so that, that's that's my take on it. Three, two, one. All right, my pick, let's get to the pick of the day. My pick of the day is going to be the Golden State Warriors, who are underdogs in Phoenix against the Suns. Now the Phoenix Suns just smacked the uh, the Clippers, and they started the season by beating the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, two teams that have been uh, a thorn in their side. The Dallas Mavericks ended their season last year. Uh, but the Golden State Warriors are different. Steph almost always has a good time against Chris Paul. The styles do make the fight, and this is a team that can play big but also likes to play small, and that lessens the effectiveness of DeAndre Ayton. Uh, both teams have just one day off after playing, and and I think this is a game where I call it a cologne game. You put on a little cologne quick because it actually matters. I think the Warriors go in, get a, get a win, kind of a statement game for them as um, – yeah, I, I don't know if you guys saw two nights ago they scored eighty nine points in the first half. Uh, was it eighty in the first half? No, eighty nine. Eighty nine in the first half against the the Kings. So their offense is humming, and I think they'll put their defense together. I like the Warriors on the road getting a point and a half against the Suns. That's the pick of the day. All right, there you go. So there's your your pod. We went off a little bit on the Astros. Hey, guess what? Uh, Patriots are just like everybody else. They're in quarterback purgatory. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Thanks for listening. This is in the bonus. Traveling for college hoops this year? Pro tip, stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni, nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns, and get this, you can save up to 30% off with the code Doug. That's my name, Doug. Good at any Graduate Hotel location Anytime up to 30% off. So here's what you do. Book your stays at graduatehotels.com. That's graduatehotels.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy 
Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.